I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz uh, uh, we're time traveling, trying to stop a serial killer. Who is it under the mask? We'll find out. Will it be cool? Who knows? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Legends of Tomorrow After Show, breaking down every episode of the Legends of Tomorrow, airing Tuesday nights there on the CW. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Dave Child. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Lauren B. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and making us look good and sound even better, Jonathan in the booth. Yo, what's up? How you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, now, folks, as always, you can like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and the chat is up and running. Dave Child's got you know, Command Central open right here. I'm here. I'm talking to you. Who's in there already right now? Oh, we got Ivan. We got Ravner 28. We got Billy Jean Girl 24. Hey, oh, it's a hopping. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll be breaking down season five, episode four, Slay Anything. And uh, as always, I mean, the special segment that is sweeping all internet culture right there, and that is, uh, what's the beef? <laughs> what's the beef? What's the beef? Oh, what's the beef? Who's got beef? If you've got beef about this episode, share it with us here, but we'll be sharing all our beef to see if any of us here on the panel can eat that beef. <laughs> That's right. What a great special segment that is. It makes so much sense. <laughs> I just, as soon as you said uh, the name of the title, it just hit me like, oh, Say anything. There, say anything is like say anything because 80s. That's right. There you go. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a fun episode oh, here. Uh, before we break into it in detail, Dave Child, what did you just think overall? Oh, well, okay. So I think I've been talking the last couple of episodes, I've been really enjoying the season. And that's because they've been really wacky, and they've been leaning into the comedy of it. So I thought, <laughs> coming into a slasher horror theme thing, we would get even goofier and lean into that wackiness even more and make it kind of a parody of horror movies. Instead, I feel like they tried to make it like a horror movie, but not quite like a... The, CW horror movie so it didn't quite hit for me but I did like all the horror movie references because I'm a big horror movie fan but because of that I was just like ah, it made the twist kind of obvious for me and I don't know I, I also I got a big beef that I'll bring up later Can't but wait. like it's, Can't it wait. wasn't it wasn't my favorite episode I still enjoyed it but it wasn't my favorite one uh, now, we're going to go next to, of course, renowned uh, horror expert. Oh, jeez. She loved every second of Thornby. This is you not. You had the biggest smile on your face <laughs> as we watched this. This is like, you couldn't you even take... not lie to the fans, okay? <laughs> you couldn't even take the horror in this episode. It's no. not that extreme. Uh, anytime there was a it's horror y'all. moment, uh, as we all watched the show together, I would look over to Lauren, and the eyes would be closed. <laughs> It just was be great. Like every time. I didn't see any of this episode, you guys. I didn't see any of it. All right, so you're not a horror fan. No. Now, I am curious. So what is, in terms of seeing scary movies or movies that might be frightening, what is your tipping point? Where is, like, it's scary enough that I can watch it or to, like, uh-uh, I'm not going to watch that at all? I don't watch scary movies. Uh, so anything that has any sort of blood and guts you're not involved in? No, I don't. I don't like 
stabbing movies. I don't like little doll movies. I don't like... I love little doll. I don't like demonic movies. I don't like horror. I don't like being scared. It's not my genre. So, you know, DC Legends, y'all can just count me out, okay? This episode is... Just like number it. one for least favorite, <laughs> least favorite, and I, have, I don't even think I've rated one that I dislike like that. But I dislike this episode. Now, does that just uh, is it specifically horror, or is it just blood and guts? So, like a horror. John Wick, you can horror. watch a John Wick. Yeah, I can watch John Wick. Getting crazy, that's knife a, fight, that's a knife shoot fight, fight. He's yeah. the hero, kick butt action. That's totally different than having some crazy psycho man running around with a knife ready to pop out at you yeah, and yeah. stab All right. Okay, I'm a okay. girl. I don't want to think about some crazy man popping out with a knife. Okay, okay? fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, Not crazy right. man or crazy or mother. Yeah. So, hey, what? <laughs> what? Okay, my favorite moment while watching this was I was just like, okay, I know who the killer is. I know, or I know what the twist is. And Frank was like, why don't you write it down, and then we can compare later when the twist happens. So I wrote it down in my pad, and then like a minute write? later, yeah, a minute later, Frank was like, oh. And then he wrote it down in his <laughs> yes. pad, and then we didn't look at what each other wrote down. Until the reveal of the mask, and then we both opened it up and said, "Like the mom oh, of the killer." Oh, that's cute. Ah, uh, yes. Because See, all the references. Well, yeah. Okay, so here are some of the references that they that they doled out in this episode. One is the name of the killer is pretty obvious. It's Freddie Myers, so that's a reference to both Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers. Now, I think the idea of this episode was pretty cool because one of the things that happens in these slasher films from the 80s is that the killer never can die. The killer always comes back, you always do something, (laughs) and then the killer keeps coming back. (laughs) Which is like something that Michael Myers tends to do a lot. Also, the outfit was a lot like Michael Myers, where it was just, he's the Halloween guy, he's got a white face. And he's just block it out. So he has the creepy. He has a Halloween mask. It's a very Halloween mask, and he's got like blue overalls, and that's what the killer looked like. That's exactly what she had on. So that's what that's that was a direct reference to that. Okay, so I mean, there's even one more that I thought too. Just, oh, there's more. Oh, okay, in the electric chair. The electric chair. What was the electric? chair? I feel like it was just a nod to uh, Shocker. Shocker. It was like a late '80s movie with Mitch Pileggi played this guy that was a, a serial killer that gets. Electrocuted, and then he he still survives somehow, and he comes, and back, he comes and he, back and he jumps through TV sets and things like that to come and kill everybody. Oh wait, else. is that the one with like Denzel Washington or Robert De Niro? No, that's another one. That was with Virtuosity a... with um, no, uh, no, Crow. no. It was another one where there was a demon jumping to. Oh, uh, with people. John Goodman, uh, that oh. one. So Anyways, demons <laughs> never dying. No. I don't jumping through TVs. Not it. I would be surprised if they were directly referencing that kind of obscure one because it kind of felt like it was all the obvious references. It was all the like I I could kind of go deep into horror movies if you want me to talk about Frankenhooker at some point. I could talk <laughs> about that, but I this one was just like okay, I've seen five horror movies. I can, I'm gonna write a spoof about it. So you also had like there's a big Jason Voorhees. 
Friday the 13th sort of feel to the killer, too. And that's the big, that's the guy that always keeps coming back from the dead. And if anyone knows anything about Friday the 13th, they probably know that in the first Friday the 13th, the big surprise is that Jason wasn't the killer at all in the very first one. It took, he was the killer in two through the future of, of horror movies, like two through 13, where however they got. But in the very first one, the big twist was that it was his mom. And his mom was the killer, even though everyone thought that Jason wasn't. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about this on the chat, and it's been kind of cute to see people like, What? Jason wasn't the killer? What? I guess that's a spoiler, but that movie's been out forever, so it hadn't been remade twice. I'm sorry, Lauren, that we had to spoil that for you. No, look, you, look, let me tell you <laughs> I know you're getting ready. There tonight. are some things that you can just live without. <laughs> okay? That's very fair. I'm sure some people in the chat would disagree with me, but I can live without all of this. All right. All okay. Yeah. Uh, so the basic gist of this episode is that uh, we find out that there's a another encore escaped, and it's back in 2004, and we find out that it's a uh, a recently killed serial killer is back from hell. Freddie Myers, as as Dave was saying, uh, but now he's seeking revenge because in 1989 he killed people at the prom. Yeah. And now he's coming back in 2004 to the 1989's 15th class anniversary mm-hmm. class reunion, and he's going to go back to finish the job. Which it also could be a reference to Prom Night, Jamie Lee Curtis's first <laughs> horror film. Look at that! Hmm. I, so the thing we have going on in here is that we've got, while two, uh, part of the team is in 2004, you're dealing with the present, that present day, Freddie Myers. The team uh, goes also back into 1989, thanks to Ray's idea, saying, hey, what if we go with the encores? We go in the past when they're kids, and we rehabilitate them when they're kids so they don't become these evil people. Right. I actually like that. That's one of the aspects of this episode I like, because I like when they actually remember that they have a time machine, mm-hmm. and they use it. Even in the chat, people were talking about how it felt like a classic episode where they were just they did a lot of time travel fun. Right. And I did like how they, they actually thought of a time travel solution and went back <laughs> and tried to use that time travel to, to solve the problem. That was nice. I thought that was good. Yeah. The, the mechanics of the episode. They also kind of did a recall to some, you know, previous episodes where they had to kill the younger versions of whomever. And I like seeing that. Like, they actually yeah. call back to some older episodes. So that I can relate to with this episode, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did they actually go back and kill anyone of the younger versions? Or was that just like a general time travel thing, I think? That was really, really old. That was like first season, second season. Okay. When their younger selves... Someone else was trying to kill their younger self. That's true. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That yeah, was the E.T. episode. Oh, or there's even the first season when they were coming after young McRory. Yes. Right. Stuff. Yes. yes. They were trying to, to eliminate the legends each other, as kids. Little kids. Speaking of young McRory, his little storyline was very, very <laughs> tiny, but it was kind of nice. Cute. Yeah, so we find out McRory had gone to Central City High School, which is where this is all going down. Uh-huh. He was a member of class in 1889, although he's reluctant to admit it at first. But this is also 2004, which is then 15. So Mick is living 15 years after that, at I least. Kept, I kept wanting someone to be like, you <laughs> yes. look terrible. <laughs> Nobody you mentions that. You look 15 years <laughs> older than you should. It's <laughs> <laughs> convenient, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you're, when you're bald, I mean, that kind of helps kind of mask the age. I mean, because other than like the wrinkles around the eyes or something like that, the hair. Older. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I just, you know. You never know. 
You never know. <laughs> Maybe he was bald as a teenager, too. That's true. So it was always well, like... Yeah, that's true. The same boldness. Well, are we going to miss Young Mick? Uh, all right, so I'm going to ask both of you, how were... Did either of you go to prom, and how was it? Yeah. This is a little hot prom talk right now. I'm hot glad, prom talk. I'm glad that I didn't know about these movies when I went to prom. I would have been terrified. That's you would have said, you know what, I'm not going to go like, to prom. you know what? I'm just going to stay at home. <laughs> we, could, we could be attacked by a killer. Sorry. Like, this is not okay. You just <laughs> ripped the fun of a child's dream of like enjoying a fun night with their friends, and now you've taken it to this situation of horror. and ugh. Mm. like It's just gross. Like This is not okay. You Did want it? to leave the dreams peaceful and mm, all right. the sweet mm. things of high school sweet. So was it sweet for you? Did you have a nice evening? My problem? Yeah, it was beautiful. Excellent. Did I you go with a couple. significant other? Did you just go with friends? I went with friends. Right. Like, friends and friends. And I went to three proms. So, hey. Whoa! Whoa. Same year? Go. Popular girl. You know, one year and then the following year I had two. It's just one of those Oof. things, you know? Okay. How many proms did y'all go to? I went to zero. I went, you what? went to no proms? I went to no proms. Dave Child. We'll no. go to me last, but you, Dave Child, you went to one. I went to I went to a prom. I went to a prom, junior or senior. Uh, it was junior. It was a junior prom, and we had like a senior thing that wasn't a prom, but it was like a dance. Ah. It was like a senior thing. Yes, the little. It was like just seniors. A dinner. So, yeah, it was or like a senior, senior banquet dinner, thing. Banquet. Okay, but it was like a dance. So the, the both of those were fun. I, my my junior my junior prom though, I wanted to wear like there was a duct tape challenge. Ah. Do you know yes, the duct tape I challenge? I know the duct tape. I've so seen them. There was a duct, the duct tape challenge is like if you wear an entire suit made out of duct tape and try and take pictures of it, you can maybe get like a scholarship to go to college. I've seen that. So I wanted to do that, but my mom was like, no, you're not doing that. You can do whatever you want, but you're not wearing duct tape. So I had the weirdest outfit that I had my neighbor make. It was like I had a cape and a top hat. And a walking stick and, like, a, a vest that had tails for some reason. That sounds and magnificent. Yeah. That was better than duct tape? That's that's what I proved to my mom. I'm like, that you've opened the door. <laughs> if I wore, if I did duct tape, I would just wear a suit that made out of duct tape. And right. now you're making me look like a crazy yeah, a millionaire. And, and a cane. Yeah. Also, my date threw up in the, uh, in the limo. But hmm. from the sparkling cider. Huh. Not from mm-hmm. alcohol or anything. Sure, Dave. I thought Understood. it was my. I thought it was my cologne. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't. It was from the sparkling side. Uh-huh. That's beautiful, Dave. Next time, you just need two outfit changes. That's how you get around that. Mm. From the from my cologne. No, for your duct tape soup. For, oh, then I could change it to duct tape soup and get like I was trying to help her. I was trying to. Pay for college. <laughs> this is going to save you money in the long run, Mom. My, my mom messed up. <laughs> Two outfit changes. Uh, yeah, I did not go to either prom. Why? Uh, you know, uh, I, I wasn't dating anybody, and every, all my other friends were going with dates, and I was just like, ah. oh, I'm not going to be that guy. That and then pressure. I just remember my physics teacher saying, uh, <laughs> he said in class, he goes, don't go to prom. Save that money and buy a gun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like... Uh, was right. your physics teacher the the murderer from this episode? Right. I don't know. Yeah, Mr. Manley. It was Mr. Manley. We Mr. Might need Manley. Mr. Manley said, don't go to prom. Buy, Buy a, gun. a gun. Yes. That's Mr. Manley. Oh, oh Mr. Manley. God. It was advice that he gave uh, my entire senior class there in physics. So I think he might have gave you just... Um, 
Absolutely beautiful advice. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. I Uh, think he should be fired. By the way, (laughs) speaking of prom horror things, we should also mention the one movie they do call out in the actual episode is Carrie, which was also referenced. That's true. Because, you know, Carrie dropped a thing on on the person, on the nerd's head. Uh, Speaking of nerds, we also do find out that Ava has a podcast that nobody's listening to. Right. But this is also, <laughs> Ava is also a, uh, they've set this up before. Like, even in last week, a lot of people in the chat were talking about, like, Ava's love of serial killers is a thing that Ava has talked about many times before. Yes. So it's kind of nice going back to this character trait and having <laughs> that be like, she's just excited to be the final girl, excited to be involved with, like, a serial killer. <laughs> the chat is going crazy. Someone asked if I even went to prom. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's something we've all been wondering. I even, did, did you, you go, go to prom? prom? <laughs> <laughs> also, Mr. Manley was so a killer. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't want to Google what happened to Mr. Manley. For one, that means I have to Google Mr. Manley, and yes. that might that might be wrong. Uh, Jonathan, real quick, because we always love to hear about your life and your career <laughs> pursuits. Did you go to prom? I actually did. Oh, I went nice. to prom with my wife. What? <laughs> yeah. Did you get married Whoa. before prom? No. You? But oh. we've been going out for a while. Oh. We've been together for a while. So, Look yeah, at that. when I was 18, oh. I went to prom with her. How oh, nice. Did you know at that moment I'm spending the rest of my life with this oh, woman? Oh, absolutely not. That, that took a little bit of time. Good. It's okay, though. That's good. But it That's still worked out. Look at that. Yeah, got to work towards Aww. that. This is, uh, for such a scary episode, this is our after buzz. Is nice, right? Warm and fun. right? <laughs> hang on, hang on. I have a sound effect for that. Hang on. Here we go. It is Valentine's week. That's oh, it true. Is. It is a time for lovers. So. Yep. Uh, speaking of that great sound effect that Jonathan just played, we also get to see the return of uh, Nora. We haven't seen since the end of last season. Yeah. Who, it, you know, it's always a nice reminder that she now has a job of being the fairy godmother. Yeah, her her arc was kind of nice in this episode. I did too. like that. That was probably my best favorite part of the episode because it was nice to see what she's been doing this entire time and what it's like to be a fairy godmother. Also, I like the I like that she sees that she can help people as mm-hmm. a fairy godmother, and she kind of has a nice lesson. And it was kind of cute to see. Her and Ray kind of flirty so much. <laughs> now, good. she says one of the things that is most frustrating about being a fairy godmother is that everybody wants a pony. Pony, mm-hmm. pony, pony, pony. At any times in your lives growing up, did you either of you want ponies? I wanted a horse. You didn't want just a pony. No, I, no, no. no I'm, going, I'm going full size. <laughs> I wanted the horse. I wanted the exact opposite. I wanted a miniature horse. I wanted like one of those tiny ones. Like a no. little Sebastian kind of deal. Yeah, I wanted two that I could just... Put both feet on and just <laughs> and just ride around, just like like a Segway on oh. two tiny se- little Sebastians. You know that would be, that was the dream. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, how did your parents react to you wanting a horse? I was not going to get a horse. You didn't get a horse. I did not get a horse. The one of your, I, one I of your five prom dates riding. didn't give you a horse. Look, we're <laughs> look. You just can't have it all, okay, people? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was taking horseback riding lessons, and that kind of, you know, suffice for the moment. Right. Okay. So I kind of had a horse. It just wasn't mine. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. So uh, you stole you know, a horse. <laughs> you know, every other Saturday, sure. <laughs> every other Saturday, it's your horse. <laughs> it's my horse. 
we see that when the she's with Ray and Nate and Behirad and Zari when they go back to 1989, mm-hmm. and when she's so close as she says to all you know those the the mixture of emotions that people around prom time have that she it's just like a magnet going right to her, and when she finally locks in on somebody, she's going to get transported there. And who does it happen to be? It happens to be a good old boy, Freddie Myers, who's been. Mm-hmm. Picked down by bullies and possibly being set up on a fake date to mm. get carried at the the prom. Oh, yeah. no. But I also felt like this is a thing like it was almost a three's company moment where like <laughs> is that, Nora goes in fully expecting serial killer, but before she could ever ask anything, well, what is it you want? It's just she was, yeah. She's like, no, you no. <laughs> Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. No, no, no. You don't, <laughs> don't want to do this. Don't you say it. Yes. Well, I think also because I think the laws of being what she is, if they make a wish, you have to fulfill it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So if she was afraid that he was going to be like, oh, make me an unstoppable death machine or chainsaw off each of their heads while they're sleeping tonight. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that she would maybe have to do if she's if she's that. So she... Wanted to stop that wish from even coming out of his mouth. He so that made sense. But he wanted a pony. Like, yeah, but he didn't, <laughs> she didn't know that until mm. until she he... was judging a book by its cover. Yeah, but who's going to take somebody to prom on a pony? Really, what's the point? I mean, that was very um, sad. I thought that's <laughs> I was what like, like. What happened to the limo? What happened to <laughs> yes. like? Give me the extra stretch and fill it up with hot girls. Like, what happens? I thought for a second when he said pony, he meant like a Mustang, you know, and we're gonna see a Mustang like that would have been clever. Yes, but it wasn't. It was just she just said no, and then he saw a limo. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Like a fiery red Mustang. That would have been awesome to see. Or that blue that matched his suit. Yeah, it would have been nice little like. Oh, that's what he meant when he said pony. You know, it'd be kind of cool. I will yeah. give it up for uh, that moment though, where you see Freddie in his suit, and I you know what that's like when you're, you know, seventeen, eighteen, and you're putting on like that ill-fitting suit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, and I then know he what gets that's like. Nice suit. Yes, oh, I mean, it's like, all right, damn, that's got that nice hair done up. Sharp. He did. It was like, he had he had Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future yes, vibes. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so we see though that Trish, who takes him to uh, or invites, uh, ask him to prom. Is sort of in on the prank and wants to kind of steer him towards the middle of the dance floor so he can mm-hmm. get trash dumped on him. Uh, but then she has second thoughts because I think maybe he showed up looking really sharp, put together, was a nice dancer. And yep. he seemed like a genuinely nice guy and it yeah. seemed like he was like having – it wasn't just an awkward nerd that showed up. It was someone who had confidence and seemed to want to be there. So I think she immediately was like, hey, this guy is actually kind of great. Yeah, once again, judging the book by its cover. Yeah, guys, don't do that. Uh, I'll ask you real quick, because it goes wrong. Of course, Freddie finds out what the deal is, and he's stomping out, but Nora says, hey, you have an opportunity here to show them what you really want to... If you could have everybody see you for how you really want them to see you, what would it be like? Okay, this is my beef. Oh, it is? (laughs) All right, then this is perfect. We're hopping in. This is... It's beef time, everybody. It's beef time. Here's my beef. If you're setting up a dance 
and you're setting up that this person is going to break dance and it's going to be great, I'm sorry, this guy was great, but you cast a good dancer. And they did not cast a good dancer. They were clearly trying to shoot around someone who was not a good dancer. That should be number one thing that they find is a good break dancer. And then if he can't act too bad, that's fine. He just has to be a creep through most of it anyways. But you can find good actors that are also good dancers. And this guy, he just didn't have the moves. And they were doing that thing in an episode where they're like, everyone's like, yeah, we totally like this. <laughs> this is totally good dancing. When it just is, it's fine. He was doing fine. <laughs> and he had like some glitter around him and it made everyone go, yeah. <laughs> but okay. he could have been a better dancer. That's my beef, is his dance moves weren't up to snuff. You know, Lauren, can you eat any of that beef? What I thought they were trying to go after was making it believable that it was him. And that the whole wow factor was the sparkly glitter and not right. him. It was the backup dancers, which is why they mentioned it. And just everything that was happening around him. And the fact that he was doing it and owning it versus him being this spectacular Superstar professional dancer. I, I that's get, what I, that's how I took it. You know, I could go. I, I'm liking where Lawrence Gordon eating this beef. I'm liking this. All right. <laughs> I, the thing is, the thing is, if these like this, this is going to show my dance moves. They just needed to be a little bit. He needed to have like one move that was just like, oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah, whoa. Listen, speaking as a professional dancer, that's true. I just have to say. I'm not that great of a dancer, but there's a moment in my dancing where you see a large guy, and then you go like, oh, wait a second, he's actually got some moves. There's always a moment where you're like, oh, this guy, I know what he's going to do, he's just going <laughs> to dance, and it's going to not be so good. But then there's a moment where you're like, oh, wait, whoa, that actually was good. That's what I wanted to see, that specifically. I didn't you want wanted him... the wow factor. Yeah, but I didn't want him to be like like really good at what he does. I wanted it to be like just good yeah, enough. One just one move. All he needed to do was just nail one he move. He just needed to do a backflip and maybe a dead drop. And then I'll be like so totally happy. Because hmm. I, I, I do like what you're saying. It's like you don't want the fairy godmother to build you up like that because that's not something that's not you genuinely. Right. You want to show off your stuff. She just gives you the arena. To be able to show off your awesomeness. Exactly. And out of that, you see this whole different layer of confidence. And you see this whole different layer of just, like, who you are. And I think that that I think that really was the message. I mean, that was the conversation that she had with him right before that whole scene. And it was about you be you. Right. So okay. that would totally contradict that moment. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll accept it. And also, there's a lot of people that are like... Beef eaten. There's... <laughs> Yeah, learn eat that beef. <laughs> but I do love this. Like, I've had the chances. If he was a pro dancer as a teenager, that wouldn't be very realistic, would it? Has I been told us if he went to prom or not? It's superhero. It's superhero yes. stuff. <laughs> you could. I mean, look at us. So you think you could dance? There's young people dancing in that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you don't know what they've done all, uh, uh, off school hours. His Price move was shutting up the haters. Mm. Hey, mm. Uh, Lauren, that, do you have any beef from this episode? Other than the two bloody elements? Mm, okay, my beef is Charlie. She just like, you oh, know. Oh, Charlie. 
Firstly, it was my favorite moment of the show, simply because there was nothing crazy that really happened there until the very end, which we'll get to. Yeah. But she just pops up, and she's conveniently here at Constantine's crib, lair, whatever we want to call it, his hideout. And he's like, oh, it's Charlie. Hey, Charlie. And then we just go on. Like, That's it wasn't it. Charlie sitting there. Like, she's back. I... We've talked about this a bunch too, where it's just like Charlie's the one character that's like, she needs some work. She needs some backstory. She needs some. She needs like uh, a limp and an eye patch. She needs something that's like, ooh, it makes her a little different. And so I was hoping when she came back, she was going to have that. Something was going to have happened to her where she came back and she has like something is happening in her world. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like that's And I'm the not even 100% convinced if she's going to stay. Because they just left it at, you know, oh, John, don't look back. Don't don't worry about it. And it was right. just, like, cut to, you know? Yeah. Like, I, okay, can you tell me a little bit more what's happening with Charlie? Uh, I, I cannot eat that beef. I agree with you on that one, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, apparently there's new, according to Rabnerd28 in the chat, says that there's news that more of her backstory is going to get revealed. So hopefully that's the case. Yeah, I, I guess it, it better be pretty good because so far I'm very uninterested in Charlie. Oh. Uh, she apparently has a connection to one of the villains this season. Huh. Okay. So you know, I think they're going to try. Is right. what I'm. Is what I'm saying. Well, then I can't wait to see. Uh, two beefs for me. Mm-hmm. One is double uh, patty. Double patty. See if you guys can eat one or both of these patties. <laughs> uh, so they're going to uh, for sticking out the 19, uh, 2004 reunion. Mm-hmm. They they go in and Nate and Ray are on the outside and Sarah's inside and says like, oh, wow, there's a great uh, charcuterie out laid out and Ray says, oh, save me some raw broccoli. That seems silly to me because isn't it every time you get like a veggie platter, the broccoli is, what time have you gone and there's been cooked broccoli? <laughs> It's always raw broccoli. You don't, always raw. Say, you don't need to say raw. Maybe just say me broccoli. Was joke. Just say me broccoli. <laughs> but that—that's a beef. That's a—that's a mighty beef. That's a very. T- that's but a come on. minuscule beef. <laughs> but still, you can't say eat it. Save me some raw broccoli. Like Who says that? I would be like, you're gonna get rut because of the idea that's like, oh, charcuterie. I can't say that word. Uh, I know for certain there's going to be raw broccoli there. And to be more specific, and also saying, save me some raw broccoli is a lot funnier than saying, save me some broccoli. That just... I find that Isn't it so nice to have a funnier line than just like, save me some broccoli? Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but We all know he meant raw. <laughs> save me some raw broccoli? Like, who talks like that? I'd be like, who are you, Ray? Who is Ray? Ray does that all the time. That's such a Ray thing to say. If you told me, like, one of these characters says, save me some raw broccoli, for sure, I would, you would, you would guess it was Ray. That's probably true. It's a Ray line. You just didn't like the joke. No, it was bad. Uh, My other beef is at the end of the episode, which I was excited about when they set it up, where it's like, hey, uh, we changed Freddy's life in 1989. We've changed the future of 2004. And we see that they're going to go meet up with the team back in 2004. So I was excited. There's an episode of Doctor Who where they were interacting with somebody back in World War II. And then they come back to the present day. And they have a moment. And it's really emotional. You're like, holy cow, that's really cool. Uh, Because it's always interesting when, you know, somebody takes a long way around in terms of time travel. Yeah. Uh, And then they get to meet somebody like, oh, my gosh, I just saw you just minutes ago. And you haven't changed at all. But I've changed so much in in this time. So they come back to 2004. And it just... 
it just it, it's a throwaway. It just seemed kind of like I was Hi. right. Yeah, that was it. I married her. <laughs> like, oh, I got a ring. Never, my mom's still in jail. <laughs> he must have still had a hard life. His mom was a attempted killer yes. who got put into jail. Yeah, she was. She was damaged. But, but maybe like, she got reformed, and maybe that's why she wasn't like an encore back in the uh, back in that day because she didn't die, and she maybe got reformed. Maybe. Uh, or she got the help that she needed during that time. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was kind of a moment that I wanted to, especially with the, the Nora and Freddie stuff earlier in the episode. I really wanted that last part to land better, and it just it just kept, felt throwaway. It's like, okay, great, hey. So didn't quite land for me. Okay. Can you eat that beef, Dave? I mean, I think I have already. <laughs> like yeah, I said. I'll give you a patty. I'll give you a patty. I think all they needed to do was just have a moment where someone waved and they're fine. And that's all that <laughs> said to happen. Waves. What hey. did you want? What was like, what would be the dream scenario? They come back and he's what? Well, that, I would have rather had, I would have taken a, a bonus Nora and Freddie scene where they could have just talked for a moment about what life has been like. For so him. you didn't want to see him living a happily ever after life at the end? But yeah, but I mean, I'd rather have, a, I'd rather have, trade that in for a, a hot talk for a second. Hot talk, but I, I want to see like he's just, okay, everything's fine. He's with the, he's with he his has girl. A ring. But also, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, this is a fairy godmother? Holy cow, she hasn't aged at all. She traveled. She looks exactly the same. Listen, man, it was a tough night for him. His his mom got carried away. He remembered he had his fairy godmother, and what happened was he was like, oh, she's back. Maybe I didn't imagine it this whole time, and I have a fairy godmother. Look, we're getting married. I'm going to go back to that awkward extra dancing that everyone does because they can't play music on set. So then for the longest time that he may have been thought that, oh, wait, Freddy's insane because he thought he had a fairy godmother. So then he must have been dealing with that. Yeah. Nobody believed that he had a fairy godmother. Why do you need to see all of that, Frank? <laughs> but wouldn't you, like, if you, if somebody helped you. And the broccoli. You, Lord, if they helped you in 1989 and they show up in 2004 looking exactly the same, I wearing the remember. same clothes. I wouldn't remember what they look like because my memory's not that good. <laughs> I would be like, you look familiar. Uh-huh. Or I might be like, are you someone's daughter? <laughs> Who helped me? Oh my god. <laughs> Who helped me? Who helped me? Uh, he's someone's daughter. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my god. Uh, boy, the time has flown by when you're trying to eat some beef. Uh, yeah. A bit of beefy time with it. But you know, I think it would be remiss if we didn't do a lightning fast uh, prediction before we got ourselves out of here. Your okay. After Buzz TV predictions. Check. Lauren, I, this episode was not your cup of tea. No. Uh, we're going back to uh, old school, old timey France. Next episode, does yeah. that does that sound more up your alley? Look, if we don't have crazy guys running around with knives and murdering people, we can we'll be okay. There it will be a big knife. There will be a guillotine. So sorry well, that's to a say, little different, you know, if someone did something wrong and it's off with their head, then it's just off. That's with just their acceptable. Head. Okay, yeah, French enough. Revolution, baby. Okay. <laughs> All right. My prediction is that they'll never do an episode like this again. <laughs> is, right? that a, is that a prediction or a hope? We're going to tie them in together. <laughs> uh, Dave? Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of cake jokes. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of cake yeah. jokes next week. But I also think, even judging from the next week on, I think they're going to go back to Wacky Town. Yes. I think it's going to go back into kind of. 
this is a comedy, having fun, being super silly, and I'm looking forward to that. And I think that's when the show is the best. Uh, I'm going to think that we're going to start blowing out more of the seeds of, I feel like Nora and even Ray just had a moment there at the end of the episode where they realized, like, wow, this helping, we can really help kids. We can make a difference. And I feel like that, since we know they're leaving the show, that that could be the beginning seeds of what makes them decide to leave the show and maybe they go and pursue something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Zari's probably going to stick around. Uh, yeah. I, the sooner she remembers everything, the better, because this version of Zari does very little for me. There's been a lot of debate in the chat about whether they like this Zari or not. Some people are having fun watching watching this Zari. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> if the actor, great to have that opportunity to play something different. But as a viewer, like, well, okay, <laughs> let's just move past the bit. I'm good. I'm good already. I was good after the first episode. I didn't need to see it again this one. You don't want to hear her talk about her <laughs> followers anymore? No. Cat chat. <laughs> cat chat, man. How many followers did I lose? Come on, cat chat. <laughs> Genius. You know. uh, Jonathan, how many followers do you have on, so, on cat chat? Uh, I have approximately two and a half thousand followers. Wow. Man. That's a lot of meows. <laughs> it's a ton of meows. I have paws all over my screen every time I open the app. Look at you. They're just walking all over the place. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> go ahead, Dave. Make sure to follow us on Cat Chat and uh, and lick all the paws and and pet all the ears. It's Cat Chat. Cat Chat. You can find me on Cat Chat as Mr. Dave Child, also on Twitter and Instagram. The real social network stuff and DaveChild.com, where there's no mentions of Cat Chat whatsoever. I'm Dave Child. Cat Chat. Oh my god. <laughs> like what do you do after that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lauren B. I will not be on Cat Chat, but you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lauren B. Mosley. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y. Let's chat. Ooh. For a perfectly good time. Follow me on the Cat Chat at Happy Go Jackie. Thank you. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the Legends of Tomorrow After Show. We'll be back here next Tuesday night with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Speed off. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.